dreams now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain give up your dreams of freedom because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second, surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? Well, Nikita Khrushchev has told his people he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War and someday when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price or better read than death. Or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning. In the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength, Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.
her. And we're live, Freedom Friday. Here we are. As always, I'm What's Alan. I'm really the only one that matters. We have James here, We the People Radio. But the one that really matters, shut up, James. Don't even start. Don't open it yet. Don't open that trap. We have a, a, a <laughs> great... Don't do it. Don't do it. Already. We got already. We got a great guest tonight. We have our great friend Natalie Denise, who is big on YouTube, big on Instagram. She's got the daily traffic. She's got nightly with Natalie. She's all over. She's like broken glass. She's like every. She's everywhere. Natalie, I'm like glitter. You can't wash me out. You can't get rid of me. Nothing. I'm always going to be around. You'll hope, find me five years later, 10 years later. <laughs> I hope everybody's ready to snatch some wigs tonight because uh, Natalie is, is ready. We we'll got, oh, we, gosh. We, we got a lot to talk about. What's going on, Natalie? How are you? What's happening? Oh, my gosh. I've just been, you know, refocusing a lot more on my original U uh, roots on my YouTube channel. Which you know, a lot of a lot of my followers. That's what was what that's what they got um, gravi gravitated to towards me for. And uh, you know, I just missed the content that I did. So I'm doing more of the original digs, and I love my life right now. <laughs> I'm more busy, but I love my <laughs> life right now because I, I'm doing things that I'm more interested in. Yeah. But aside from that, I'm also. Uh, I'm also driving my nonprofit a lot. Uh, there's a lot of background activity happening. And, um, you know, that is also very, very busy. So I've got my plate full, over full, my glasses full, and um, I'm just brand. managing all of it. You, what was that? you said you got your makeup brand. You got you got a lot and going on. And How do you find the time brand? to do everything? You, you, you fight human traffickers. She's, you're she's doing your, the stuff at the border, your makeup, your nonprofit. It's crazy. It's like... I'm single. That's why <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> I'm single, and I I fill my time with all that. That's why I I just, better off. I have, I you know I got I got a pit bull, but he likes to stay with my sister a lot more. Uh, so I I spend a lot of time. This is gonna sound really sad, but I actually really enjoy it. I spend a lot of time alone, but I have a lot of my work in front of me. So yeah, go to the border, uh, the daily traffic, my nonprofit that's upstarting, my makeup line that I'm rebranding currently. There's an update there, um, and then my YouTube main stuff. So and then the Chris Cornell documentary is about seventy percent done, which. Uh, I will be going full force freight train. Uh, it's on the editing. There's a product there. So, um, and it's free by the way. Uh, but they, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. a nutshell. You shouldn't even have to say that. And it, it, to be honest, you should charge for it. Cause you put a lot of fucking work into it. You've been working on this. Uh, just the first time you came on, we, the people radio, you've been working yeah, on this project and not just working it's like you've been, been working your ass off on that project that I'm so excited for it. I've been, I've been telling oh, you, since thank you. Cause that's, thank that's you. I'm big into the Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington stories. Like that's something that I, I'm really interested in. And see the, the, in touching on that, like I kind of felt 
like I was rushing myself at the beginning. Like I had to put a deadline, I had to put a deadline. And to some extent I do, but at the same time, Chris Cornell's story or the events surrounding his death are really important and they're fragile. And I think what I'm also going to rant about tonight is just like how uh, the movement has really placed these, you know, extra things on top of it that don't necessarily have to be there because the event itself is weird. So I just, I'm handling precious cargo and that's why I'm taking my time with it. And I want it produced really well. And you guys will oh, get that. So no, Natalie, you, it's going to be phenomenal. Like I want to, I want to get into all that, but I, I, for, for everyone that's going to you know, either watching now or will be listening or watching later, tell everybody what, you focus on as far as your content like you know, me and james know you're out there doing god's work at the border and 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 you you report right. on you report on human crowd, traffic right? you, yeah. you, you report on human trafficking stories that in in my seriously and i and i try to look because when i see stuff that you're reporting on and talking about i can't see that story anywhere else it's like you're talking about these right. these trafficking incidents that are occurring all over the country that we're not hearing about on mainstream media. So just give everybody kind of like a synopsis on, on, on what, on what you're, uh, you know, how you doing all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's exactly what you said. You don't see it on, on mainstream media. You don't see this really what it, where it's located is the local news, right? So for me, it'd be, it would be ABC 13 or Fox 26 in Houston. Uh, for you, it might be, uh, James, ABC Nevada, uh, Alan for you, yeah. your own local. So that's why we don't see it, but the news is out there, but it's absolutely important for different var uh, variations because you know, number one, we need to know what the trending pattern is in our in our country or in the world for human trafficking and child as sexual exploitation, right? And it's happening every single day. There are so many stories that I cannot report on all of them, and that's sad, right? I have to pick. Yeah. I have to pick the stories that are. The, you know that that the public needs to know about. For instance, what's really crazy is um, that many of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, and they, and it happens. It, the 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 perpetrators are all walks of life, and that's the thing that I that I think bridges both sides. Is like this, you know, both political views are doing it. Yep. Uh, ideology, different ideologies are doing it. Different walks of life. The most noble positions are doing it. The most lowest positions are you know being becoming the perpetrators in this horrific industry. Um, but. The, the way I just come about it is like, okay, it's not centralized anywhere. So let's centralize it on my platform. And, you know, hopeful to God that, you know, I, I brought the resources to build it much more than what I have on Instagram and Facebook. I eventually want to have, you know, a more viable piece so that way people can have this news but yeah i mean that's that's the gist of it is just you know i'm, I'm getting it from local news agencies um from all of, across the country and the world and just centralizing it it's a major problem in the, in, in this country and in the world but it's it's a hundred percent profit like there's there's no overhead like you're trafficking human beings this is yeah. it's crazy and the network's and the things that go into this like this is not something that like they're just grabbing people and taking them off somewhere and keeping them in a basement like this is a very elaborate network there's a huge plan behind it. there's a lot of money behind it and these people are pure evil that's what they are they're, absolutely they're and just 
Oh, I think I hear echo. Now, um, I wanted to give you just a, I, I didn't expect to give these statistics, but they are really important. But, um, you know, if you really think about the, um, the, the, the amount of rapes and the amount of assaults there are, uh, how much that produces a profit for that industry, um, it results to, uh, you know, just in Harris County, County, for instance, just put this in perspective. I'm just going to say it uh, in a nutshell so that way I don't take up too much. Well, I guess well, I have a lot of time here. Harris County, Texas, correct? Uh, yeah, this is in Harris County. So in Harris County, actually, um, when you think about it, the uh, police, the Human Trafficking Task Force, first of all, you already have our societal, uh, I guess, agendas and propagandas to defund them, right? So you're you're already hearing the chance, you know, defund the police, defund the police, and they are actually being defunded. Yeah. So when you think about defunding the police, you're defunding departments such as the Human Trafficking Task Force. Some of these departments don't get funded a lot. Let's just take Houston, Texas, for instance. Houston, Texas is one of the biggest cities in the U.S., and the Harris County, um, the Harris, uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the police, the police agency for Harris County, they might only get budgeted for $5 million for the entire year. Now, when you take that into account, if you take, um, let's just take uh, the, the door fee for a spa, right? And we're just going to account for the spa because it's uh, the only thing that's quantifiable. We're not taking it into account the street profit, the, um, you know, the, uh, the online streaming or anything like that. The thing that's quantifiable because it's physical is a, a massage spa massage spa so when you take a door fee of eighty dollars multiplicative to each john and then uh that's just the door fee then they're paying for the sex on top of that you're probably amounting for one spa to generate about five million two to five million a year and that's just one spa think about how many spas are in every single city uh, even not, not the city well, like your your own suburban well, towns yeah, in your local area. No, so, I, I, live, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey, and I remember the, the cops getting arrested for going to the local town rub and tug. Like, they, the cops right. got going there. And, right. and it's a they're, small they're, they're little town. They're constantly getting closed down by me. Like, they have the same thing, and then they they close them down, they raid them, they close them down, and then another shady with the, with the, uh, the shades drawn – a massage parlor or a, a a foot massage spa or a health spa opens up uh, mm -hmm. somewhere else, and you know it's just got this weird language on it, and 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 you can't see in the doors. So, and then they'll that'll get closed down in eight months yeah. and, and raided. It's wild. It, it's absolutely wild. So when you think about the amount of spas there are, and uh, what I'm doing is I'm trying to pull up what uh, what I wrote down, but I kind of memorized a little bit, so maybe I don't even need it. Uh, but when you think about the amount of spas, there are the door fee and then the sex transactional fee on top of that per Johns, uh, the multiplicative Johns, some of these sex workers, they uh, have a quota. Sometimes they have to meet it, meet 10, 10 to 12 uh, Johns a day. Right. So and, and it might just be for that spa, might just be for that individual. So then you're when you quantify everything, the door fee times the transactional fee times the Johns. 
you're amounting to about at least $500 million for one county. That's at bottom dollar. We're wow. talking about what has statistically by what has been proven of the raids, the busts and all of that. But think about all of the other spas that haven't been busted that have, that are so indiscreet, the underground spas, and that's just factoring spas. So when you think about just the $500 million, you know, uh, figure, you're not taking in street prostitution, strip clubs, online streaming and all that. So think about, a five million dollar budget on a police agency like a human task 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 uh, task force, human trafficking task force. Is what I'm trying to say, five million dollars up against at least a five hundred uh, five million against a five hundred half a million. I'm sorry, half a billion dollar figure plus no. more. That's what they're combating. That's why we can't we don't see any activity or why we can't quench this problem. And let's face it, like a, a a trafficking task force in a police department, they don't they don't have that whole five million dollar budget. You're talking about all right, you're the police department for the city or the county. You have a five million dollar budget, and that includes payroll, that includes vehicles, vehicle maintenance, uniforms, this, that, yes. and everything yes. else. So then you take a task force, similar to like a detective squad, because you probably have a human trafficking task force that are, say compromised of say let's let's go high and say ten detectives are assigned to that task force, depending on the size of the jurisdiction, right. and that's it. That's all you have. You have ten guys who aren't working twenty four seven, who probably are working on tip after tip after tip and case after case after case. You know, I right. know I'm I'm very good friends with uh, detectives in sex crime units. I'm also friends with district attorney uh, ADAs that just deal with sex crimes. And there aren't enough hours in the day, ye- months, days in a month to, to, to even scratch the surface on every mm-hmm. single case that comes across their desk. That is, it is right. unbelievable. If you're a fan of SVU, a lot of people I know watch that show. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of that show. Think of SVU on steroids across the country, everywhere. Yeah, I have friends at SVU detectives, and they're like, yeah, that's – it's – and the burnout rate, you know, imagine that – now, now now take that into consideration. All right, right you have a small oh, a special yeah. victims unit or a small, a small sex crimes unit, and you have 10 detectives assigned to it. And now those 10 right. detectives, day after day after day, rape. Kids getting raped, kids getting sold, kids getting found in in in, in crates and basements and everything else. Now they ha- now they're going home to their families. Now that the mental anguish that you're putting on those detectives assigned to that, yeah, they signed up for it, but they're still human. So it, it, it's 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 a never ending battle, and it's like, where do you start to well, fight? Well, not it? only that. Not only that, so you've got the burnout, you've got all the horrific stuff that they're going through, they're experiencing the stuff that they're investigating. And think about from point A to point Z, where it takes where they're doing discovery and they're investigating, they're talking to witnesses, they're talking to, uh, you know, they're interviewing all these people up until they get they get the actual guy if this is a, an optimal case, right? Then you have a system who is now in most blue cities, I'm not going to say all blue cities, but most blue cities that are now catching, well, either catch or release, but also bail reforms that are also, you know, ongoing as we see it today. Alvin Bragg. Yeah. But also in Houston, Texas, we have a very prevalent problem in Houston, Texas as well, where we have all of these Democratic officials and a very, a very left leaning progressive city council 
that are reforming bills to let these sex traffickers, these sex offenders back on the street at a low bail cost. It's mm-hmm. insane to me. And people, some random nefarious organizations are bailing them out. Uh, yeah. IFLAPS money. Yeah. IFLAPS money. Yeah. yeah. IFLAPS. I mean, IFLAPS but- is bailing them out. So you, not only do you have the burnout, but you take a, a an agent or an officer, an investigator detective who has been working on this case so diligently up until the end point to only have the end result of a judge who was corrupt to let the criminal back out on the streets on a low bail. Mm-hmm. So not only do you, are you burnt out from all this work, but now it's all for nothing. So. Yeah. Imagine what, why, why would they want to investigate more when they're not, you know, their, their job is no longer rewarding and you have a whole entire system working against you. Yeah. It's, oh, it's insane. It's demoralizing. And this is, this is what they're doing. They're trying to destroy our, our civilization. They're trying to destroy our society. This is part of their agenda. Right. And it's, it's so wild because what we were, what we were just talking about ties right into what we were talking about earlier about Chris Cornell, like the whole reason that, you're doing this whole thing on Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington is because they were supposedly working on a human trafficking documentary. Now you have Anne Hesh, same situation. We're going to talk about no, that. No, it's not. So, so okay. It's I, not. That was debunked, right? So, so, so <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. This is, this is what I don't know. Let's get into that. So, so, so hold on. Be, be, I think James, cause I, I was reading the same stuff. So, there was this whole, I, I don't know, maybe are we going to call it a conspiracy theory where they were saying that a lifetime show Anne, I heard. Anne Hesh was working on um, uh, some human trafficking story. And then all of a sudden she's in this fiery car crash and they're saying, you know, cocaine in her system. They're pulling the plug. They're offing her because yeah. she was uh, going to expose uh, another human trafficking element. But then now I'm hearing, actually, I think I might have heard it from you first, Natalie, on one of your videos. Now, none of that is true. Mm-hmm. So here's what we know. Okay. Okay. What I know is what I have seen on social media posts that have gone viral that, oh, she was making, this is the first thing that I saw. She was making a child trafficking documentary and I'm like, oh, really? Whoa. You know, to to that. So then I go into my research and I'm like, okay, then it comes to be that this child trafficking documentary is actually a movie, a movie that she starred in as a mother. This is a lifetime movie that she plays a mother of a chi- uh, an opiate, opioid di- addicted uh, uh, child, uh, opiate addicted daughter. I think she's a teen, right? Yeah. And she's a mother who, uh, who is trying to find answers or trying to find out what happened to her daughter who got kidnapped by human traffickers. Okay. So the number one distinguishment I want to make is that a documentary and a movie is completely different. Exactly. completely different yes. it's not the same thing so it's hollywood the, fairy tale one is on based on true events that requires storyboarding casting storytelling yeah. all of the works in a production right so that and and if it's based on true events still it's different than a documentary a documentary <laughs> is more so it's uh, uh supporting supporting the uh report or like a true life event or person and supporting documentation and evidence and witness statements to support your topic and it's it's it, it might include dramatized reenactments but mm-hmm. that's just to demonstrate it's it's used as a demonstration as to how that could have happened movies completely different so 
that's the first thing like that and that absolutely drove me wild i'm seeing that because first of all like human trafficking is already a it's already a bad enough thing but i just hate the way that the community and the movement has sensationalized it additionally more because it's just a you know it's a spectacle now like oh my gosh it's all this and she was going to expose this well where were there any tweets or statements or any witness statements or family statements that said, oh, yeah, she really hated the pedophile problem in Hollywood. Like, we don't have any of that. We don't have any of that. Not only that, not only that, there was a tweet that said the same thing. And it, it, I, I put this on my video. She was making a documentary exposing child trafficking. And in the cited video that this person decided to post, it was literally Anne Hesh talking about her starring in a movie about it was never a, a child trafficking documentary and and again like i put this out to my followers if you can find me any evidence of her having some project plans funding finances uh you know a, a project screenwriting or you know anything that alludes that she was doing a child trafficking documentary expose please link it to me do not link me the movie so that's Matt, my whole thing. I'm 100% with you because when you actually think about it, Lifetime, <laughs> they're, they're not known for playing documentaries. They're no, na known for playing like cheesy rom-coms and uh, like Christmas movies and stuff. They're not known for playing the docu documentaries. So I 100% agree with you, right. but there are still a ton of really fishy things about the Anne Hesh situation. 100%. 100%. I agree with you. It's really, really weird. And Alan, you might know a little bit more than me about this situation because you were in uh, an e EMT. She. Oh, Alan. We can hear you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you're frozen. We hear you, but you're, you're frozen. frozen. But so, you're frozen in a cool, you're frozen in a cool like posture. Like you, you, know, you look like a like pirate. It looks like you're doing. So tell me this. Tell me this. <laughs> she supposedly drove into this house at high speeds and the car instantly burst into flames while she was in it so she's like a, a a pretty bad burn victim now when someone gets burned when someone gets burned really really bad are you supposed to put like a little cloth on top of them and wheel them out or is there a certain processor Yeah. Flying, like flying, cruising down a suburb street, like just cruising.
Oh, now James can't, I can't hear James now. I can't hear James. Oh, wait, hello, 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 hello. I, I, I muted myself, yeah, yeah. I muted myself. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but uh, yeah, I muted myself. We can't, they can't hear Alan. Yeah, we can't hear Alan. No, they can't, yeah, they can't hear you. Hi, FBI. Oh, no. Hi, FBI. Alan, so much for the 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 stream that works. <laughs> I did a show. Nat, we did a show on Monday, and my my end, the sound was fucked, totally <laughs> fucked, and we had to start a half hour late. And now this, they're fucking. Uh, I can't hear Alan. Uh, have- I can hear you, Alan. <laughs> We can, we, we can we can transmute it. We can translate to everybody. <laughs> Alan, Alan, this. Alan says he can't hear you guys. <laughs> then what do we do? Do you call Bob? See what he says. I know we. Oh no! Just do it. Yeah, no? but do we have to remake all Rumble codes? Like it's a it's a. What's going on in the control room, Alan? Okay. Okay. Dad left the kids alone. So Alan said that he was. (laughs) This is why we can't have nice things, Alan. We can't have nice things. Why we can't have nice things. Did I break it? (laughs) You. Your first podcast back, Nat. This is what happens. Like, Did I break it? Is it my fault? Can't let her snatch any wigs today. Nope. Not today. Oh, dang. <laughs> I brought too much heat already. So Alan says that he's going to go uh, figure out the controls in the background while me and James uh, be- uh, go fun. back and forth, I guess. We have fun. Yeah, yeah we have fun. So I-, I was really interested in hearing Alan's take as an EMT because when me they wheel her out in the cloth – it's very suspect to me. It doesn't seem like protocol for a burn victim. You know, like you well, feel like raw skin, you wouldn't want to put like a cloth on top of that. It could stick to it and be a disaster. There was like no visible, ma- like she wasn't maimed in any way from what I could see. She, well, she, she had clear skin. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had up. clear skin. She, you know, she had maybe some soot. And like, you know, ash on her from the fire, but she didn't seem like she was burned in any severe way. When I saw one video of her being wheeled out first from the house, like I did see some like, I guess like bandages on her legs. I'm not sure if if I caught that right, but it just doesn't make sense to me um, that they would cover her entire face. I think that's the part that gets me. Her face. I don't understand the whole entire thing. Like she was apparently fine at the store right before the accident. Yeah. Like, totally normal and coherent, not drugged out. And uh, yeah, Mr. Hall over here in Foxhole says her hair was still perfect and he's a hundred percent right. Um, but he was, she was totally coherent. And then all of a sudden there's videos of her literally flying down the street going like, crazy speeds in the suburbs on a side street like that's not yeah. something uh, 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 a rational thinking human being does 
And then you factor in what we know <laughs> about what the CIA is capable of through the WikiLeaks emails. It's yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it definitely could be possible that she was hijacked, um, you know, with her with her car. That we don't know, right? Like that's oh, nothing we can confirm. Yeah, it's speculation. But, but there, when she was zooming past the ring um, doorbell video, right? For instance, she was Ooh. not heard pick, uh, you know, breaking, or there were no skid marks, tire marks, or anything on the ground. No, that's she didn't strange. Spend the house, yeah. Like, and that's she was totally, and she was totally fine five minutes prior. Like, it's not like she was showing signs of losing her shit or or acting weird when she came into the store. No, exactly. Exactly. And uh, kind of bringing, bringing it back a little bit when she was talking about her project, um, you know, with the with the movie, she was t she actually recognized the horrors of, of human trafficking, like on her little podcast, she was like, it's a horrific industry, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, and blah, blah, blah. And these are not the usual talking points. Like, that's one thing that I can, I can say, like, for sure. These are not usual talking points for a Hollywood actor. Now she wasn't really at the point of her career where she was like, no known, right? We only know now more extensively because this is such an anomaly and this is such a weird accident that happened. So now people are like, oh, and hush. But before that we weren't, we weren't, she wasn't like a household name, I no. would say. Right. Definitely. So, definitely. So, she definitely recognized the horrors of human trafficking. What I could probably lean on maybe is maybe she was going to campaign. Maybe there was going to be a, a campaign after the movie or something, but she, she did take unusual roles like, like that. Um, and then again, uh, in toxic skies, which is a movie about chemtrails. Yes. So, yeah, that's those are unusual roles. Um, I mean, it seems unusual, but then we talk about uh, what was that movie? Contagion, right? Contagion was like planned, a planned movie. Of course, trying to it's prepare a, us. It's, it's there's there's predictive programming. They do it all the time. It's called predictive right. programming. And when you see when you see things that are out of the predictive programming narrative, like I always use Dope Sick for example all the time. Like uh, I, I put you on a dope sick. Remember, we watched it in Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Dope sick is a great, great show. And I always bring that up because that that show is so against the narrative. Am I Alan, back? You're back. Your other screen is frozen, though. Yep. So this. Look at Alan's face. So so now so now, what I had to do, everybody, because we're live and there was no other way. <laughs> So I had to go into another guest link. So now you have to look at my frozen mug and then me like a checkerboard <laughs> on the other side. So now I can talk to you guys. It looks like you're dancing. It looks sorry. Like Do you kinda, see yourself? Kinda, I can see. It kind of messed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see everything. Everything's fine now. I just see me like up in the corner. The fat, the fat man jiggle. I'm doing the – hold on. Maybe I – can I recreate that? Can I – hold on. Can I recreate it? Can I do it? Can I do it? So, Natalie, I'm sorry. I messed up your camera shot a little bit. This is the problem with it's doing okay. it. This is not the problem, but this is part of the difficulties. When you don't have a production team. When one, you, when you're doing your own production, when two, um, you are, 
you know, live. And three, when the FBI is sitting down the block in the Irene's florist van, <laughs> pressing <laughs> buttons, <laughs> trying to screw us up because they're talking about human trafficking that they're complicit in. So <sighs> I heard everything you guys were saying. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So, Alan, so since you heard everything that we were saying, I'm glad I got to, I, you heard that I told you to go fuck yourself. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, um, I wanted to hear your take on how they dragged her out. Like, I feel me personally, I'm not an EMT. I didn't do any work like this. But putting a cloth on raw skin like that. All right. So it might so not seem like protocol to me. Well, they, all right. So I've I've had I, I've had severely burned victims where you know we're talking major you know large masses percentages of of bodies yeah, are, of the body are burned. Now what you could do is now she sat up and she didn't have any visible burns on the back that we saw. I don't think she was really terribly burned. Now the car, apparently that well, the house burst into flames. Maybe. And I don't know about the utilities in that area. Maybe the car did hit a gas line, igniting a fire into the house. I don't think her car was on fire. I think the house was on fire. I it, She did not look burned. If someone was burned that bad, they could have to try. So as a, as a medic or an EMT, we would try to uh, stop the burning process, meaning we, we want to try to, because to, to, even though they're not on fire, their skin is it's still burning. So maybe the the first responders there, they they took some sheets and they soaked them in saline. Maybe they put them on her. That's possible. But she didn't have visible burns from what I saw. Maybe there was uh, smoke inhalation. Of, we have Catalyst Jones in my chat saying it wasn't even her in the videos. I, they, it's probably a clone. I, I love Catalyst. Catalyst Jones, White Rabbit Podcast, <laughs> everybody. So, James, we lost your audio now. According to him, oh, Eminem. So, all right. So, so here's here's what. All right, for argument's sake, Cattles, let's just say it was her. Jesus Christ, <laughs> let's just say it was her, and the car wasn't on fire. The house was because I also heard another story is that they had to extricate her out of the car through the passenger side because they couldn't get her out of the driver's side. Didn't you see photos of the car? Like, didn't the car? Have- I don't remember seeing photos of. The- I never saw photos of the car. I, I thought I saw photos of the car all burnt up and. All fucked. Okay, it's 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 yep. possible. Did you did you see them, Natalie? Yeah, yeah. But the, what I will say, see, see, there's there's certain things where I'm like, okay, these theories, you know, uh, there there is it's a it's weird enough as it is if you just look at the things that that are concrete. We don't have Agreed. to put all the other extra stuff, right? But no, no, listen, listen. So TMZ was the first to get the footage. FYI. So we already know TMZ, you know what I mean? Like they got they got a lot of things going on internally is what I'm gonna say, right? Without saying it. They so, just started they just started promoting uh uh cr- cricket powder, TMZ. 